0: Good morning everyone, welcome to Living Fellowship, welcome online, so glad everybody has decided to be with us today. I'll let you get ahead of me a little bit and uh, we're going to turn to 1 John the 3rd chapter when we start reading today, but I'm going to make a few announcements, uh, just give you an opportunity to turn there in your Bible if you'd like, we'll probably read verse 1 and 2, 1 John 3, 1 and 2. We've been talking about some really good things and i'm super excited to get into what we're going to talk about today because it details the name of the lord and it also shows us how we know god through his word i'll explain all that to you but in first john the third chapter we're going to read the first verse and the second john said behold what manner of love the father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God if you're called a son of God that just said that's God's love towards you his love on you therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not beloved now are we the sons of God now this is written 2,000 years ago but he said now those that he's speaking to the church you and I now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now this is almost a little bit of a tongue twister here, but I want you to notice and focus in on the word appear. When he appears, it doth not yet appear what we Shall be but we know when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is isn't that awesome and we're gonna go into the I am today remember last week we talked about um, Moses when he said "Hey, I, God said go to Pharaoh get my people out tell them that I said let my people go let Israel go and Moses thought, well who do I say sent me you tell him I am that I am I am hath sent you now, there are some powerful things about the I am, and we're going to look to start bringing those out here today. And you know what I did? I totally forgot, Brittany. I wanted you to write on the board for me this morning. Could you come up here? I'll keep preaching, or, or Bryce? Oh, you know what? I'll just read it, Bryce. It's okay. It's okay. My fault. I got excited with Jennifer's preaching and everything that was going on, and I forgot to do it. But uh, we'll have it up there for next week because I think we're going to continue in some of these thoughts. But if if you look at what I did here on this thing, it says he is. And in John's epistle, the first chapter, all of these things is what God, John, Nathaniel, whoever Jesus was speaking to or uh, God was speaking about Jesus testified. And we'll say what those are. But then I went through the whole book of St. John, that gospel. And looked at every time Jesus said I am and I wrote those down for you also so if you you look at st. John the first chapter I put he is because what is he in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God right so when we talk about Jesus and I am the bread of life I am the true vine I am the true light That's every way God is defining his word to you. Or when I say every way, there's a lot of how he says. So how has the Lord made himself known to you? Think about that for a little bit, okay? But in St. John, the whole book, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the living bread. I am the light of the world. I am the door of the sheep i am the good shepherd i am the son of god i am the resurrection i am the life i am the master and the lord the way the truth and the life the true vine i am jesus of nazareth and i am the king of the jews isn't that awesome those are the i am's but this doesn't just start with jesus in john saint john the first chapter we go all the way back as i was talking about moses to Exodus the third chapter and he said I, I want to read that out of here for you as a matter of fact we're going to go to Exodus 3 right now and we're also going to go to Saint John now before we do let me just point out some more stuff you can go to Exodus 3 point out so a little bit more stuff with 1st John 3 I'm gonna read these scriptures again behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God so because God loves you he calls you the son of God you are his son this is his love therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not beloved who's the son of God the beloved that's that's a name for you if you can own that, if you can realize, and you have received the Word of God, and you believe this Word that you receive, um, th- you need to believe that you're the Beloved of God, Summer. You're the Beloved. God loves you. You're His sons and daughters, His family. But I, notice, I want you to notice something. When we go to St. John, the first chapter, and like the 12th verse, well, we'll have to look at it. But it, it says, and it shows you how you become the Beloved. It, it says that to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, even th- to them that believe on him. So how do I become this beloved? How am I now a son of God? How, Julie? First thing you do is you receive. You receive him. And then you believe what you have received. Now. I'm going to say something to you because this is how almost everybody in this room, I'm being conservative, everybody in this room first came to God. And that is we believed in God. But we really didn't know who he was. We had to have somebody tell us or somebody show us Rex in the Bible. This is the God we believe in. Okay? So we believed in God, but then... We believe, like God said, you believe, Jesus said, you believe in God, believe in me also. So we also are instructed to believe in Jesus Christ. Amen? And for the most part, how did we start off believing in Jesus Christ? I'll just say plainly, after the flesh. Right? We know him as a man. We know him as a man that is the son of god hopefully you believe that but a man that walked the earth over two thousand years ago sent from his father born of a virgin prophesied by an angel gabriel went in unto mary and she conceived and that which was conceived of her is of the holy ghost and he said they the um, writer said and his name shall be called jesus for he shall save his people from their sins So we start off after the flesh we know Jesus is a man we know that he's not only uh, a man but a good man and there's a lot of religions will tell you that Jesus is a man he's a good man some and I'm talking about religions outside of Christianity some will say yeah he's a prophet kind of like the woman at the well huh I perceive that thou art a prophet her progression of seeing Jesus for who she he was or is and will always be it grew She just saw him as a man, as a Jew in the beginning. Hey, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan. We shouldn't even be talking. So you notice where she started at? Just like me and you. He's a man. He's flesh. I'm a Samaritan, half Jew, half Gentile. You're a Jew. You should not be talking to me according to our customs, according to your customs of this day. How is this happening? Now he gets to talk to her. What is he doing? He's giving her word. You hear me? He's given her word. He's making himself known to her, who he is. And at one point after he, i will just say it this way, red or male, <laughs> you've had uh, five husbands and the one you're with now is not your own. Oh, I perceive you're a prophet. A little bit beyond just a word now, huh? But you know where it ended up when her testimony, Bryce, of when she went into the city of Samaria and told them who Jesus was? The first thing she says, I, I found a man. That told me all that I've ever done you can look at I'm paraphrasing but I found a man and they went out to see him but she ended up confessing who did she find him the Son of God he said I I'm the living water said give me of this water you know he ends up showing himself making himself known to this woman that he is the Son of God now it's beyond a man now it's beyond a prophet. He is, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. His words got her to the place where she confessed the same thing the Apostle Peter did when Jesus told him, on this rock I will build my church. He said, who do men say that I am? What did Peter say? Didn't he say everything after a man? After flesh? Huh? Huh? some say Jeremiah some say Elias some say the prophet and I'll just tell you he's talking about Deuteronomy 18 where Moses said a prophet like unto me shall the Lord raise up that was their criteria that's who they were looking for looking to come but she knew him as a man but it progressed into greater how about you how do you know Jesus here today Because I would love to enhance your relationship with God through Jesus Christ and encourage you here today to be able to see how has this word appeared to me. Because I'm going to tell you something, I know in the spirit that Jesus desires each and every one of us here today, everyone and everything that's his, to know him as he is. Walker, we had a great talk yesterday, didn't we, about this? Could I know Jesus differently than Ali knows Jesus? Could Summer know Jesus differently than Bryce knows Jesus? Not only could, but I guarantee you, you do. And you say, well, I've never had Jesus appear to me. You're, you're going to tell me that you've never had a word come into your thoughts, come into your mind, and change you from one thing to another? I'll give you a good, a good example. Jesus said in st. John the first chapter John testified about says he is the true light said I'm not the one I'm not the light he is the true light so has Jesus ever appeared in the darkness of your mind and brought the true light and got you out of darkness to walk in his marvelous light he sure has I know he has for some of you he's appeared in the spirit to you in that light to get you out of darkness how about, how about have you ever been ill? You've ever had an infirmity? Even not just a physical one, but, but it's in your mind. Huh? Have you had thoughts that are trying to kill you, that are trying to oppress you and cause you to be depressed? Do you know the Lord said, I am He that healeth thee. He's the one that heals you, He is the healer. He also said in Deuteronomy 8, chapter 10, I am the one that giveth you power to get wealth get wealth. Well, what is wealth? In, in 1 First John, I believe it is. Maybe you know what? Walker, you look it up. It might even be in, in 3 Third John. He said, "Beloved, remember what, who was a beloved, Julie, son of God." He said, "Beloved, I would that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospereth." So when we're talking about wealth, how much more great? Is your soul prospering Then you just having a big bank account? And I hope none of you had money in Silicon Bank right now. <laughs> Good news is there's a, a really cool guy that's talking about buying all of it. You guys know who that is? Elon Musk. He said, I, didn't, I, might, I might just buy the bank. <laughs> but I'll say something about Deuteronomy 8 because he warns them. In Deuteronomy 8, he tells them why he put them in the wilderness to prove them, to see what's in their heart, whether they would love him or not. Go back. We might even go there here today. Deuteronomy the 8th chapter. As a matter of fact, I have all these places to look at. Let's go to Deuteronomy 8 real quick because I want to emphasize something. Deuteronomy the 8th chapter. And I'll read what I just said to you. Let's just read two to reiterate what I've already spoke. And thou shalt remember, this is very important, remember. Remember the other word I said? Appear. How has God appeared to you? Do you remember? Do you remember the things God has done for you? How he's come into your life? You don't want to forget these things, because that's what this chapter is going to talk about, how you can forget. And we're going to get into it. This is so cool. Exodus, the sixth chapter. Now this is three chapters after Moses asked, who do I say sent you? Pharaoh's not going to really want to let you go. And you know when he did tell Pharaoh to let my people go, Pharaoh said, and Tim did a great job teaching this recently, I think Walker has also. Uh, he said, who do I say has sent me? Pharaoh's like the Lord. Who's the Lord? I know not the Lord. You know why he didn't know the Lord? Because he thought he was the Lord. A Lord is a ruler. A ruler. He thought he was ruler. There's nobody above me, right? I know not the Lord. And Tim, remember, he introduced himself with 10 plagues. Here's who I am. I'm the Lord thy God. And at one point he confessed that your Lord, he's the the real Lord after the 10th plague, huh? He's the real Lord. But he said, um, who should I send me? Tell him I am that I am. Tell him, I am has sent you. But three chapters later in Exodus 6, I want to go to all these places, but I'm going to paraphrase it right now. He said, unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, I appeared as the God Almighty, the Almighty God. But then he says, now you're going to know me as my name Jehovah. How many of you know what Jehovah means? Edith, so good to have you back in church How many of you know what Jehovah is? What's his name, Jehovah, Julie? No, Jehovah Jireh is God will provide, but that's close. That's what he said when he provided the sacrifice of Isaac for Abraham. Jehovah is the existing one, eternal. The eternal one, the existing one, it means the Lord. So how is he making himself known? I am the Lord. I am that I am. I am Jehovah, the existing one, Rex, with no beginning, no ending. Huh? That's how they described Melchizedek. Um, one made like unto the Son of God. I am Jehovah. I have always been and I will always be. I am the one. I want you to know me as the existing one, as the eternal God, as your Lord Himself. Okay? You're with me? back to Deuteronomy 8 verse 2 and thou shalt remember we said all that because I read that word remember and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no we've done a lot of preaching on that I know I have specifically so three things to humble thee to prove thee to know what was in thy heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. That's awesome, huh, Walker? If you find your mind in the wilderness, what do you need to do? Obey the Lord. But if he comes to you in the wilderness, who is he? I am the Savior. Huh? was in, in the wilderness with Israel? I am the angel in the pillar of fire by night. I am... The man of God that I have given you to give you commandments and sent to get you out of Egyptian bondage. Walker, in the wilderness, what did they want more than anything else? They they didn't believe God could prepare a table for them, huh? You're not going to feed us. You're not going to give us water. He said, I am the living fountain. Is he not the water of life? I am the bread from heaven. We read that already in St. John. So he provides for your need wherever he's at. And we said this last week, I'll say it again. We think he's just providing for our need, but Jennifer, he actually has a need himself. And right now, God's need is that each and every one of us would know him as he is. So how is he here today to you? Aunt Diane, I am the one that healeth you. I talked about getting wealth. I am he that giveth you power to get wealth. Many of you here today have beautiful, awesome careers. I'm going to bring this all the way to the physical realm for a minute. And and make a lot of money. And do good. And God bless you because you put your time in for it. You've gone to school. You've made good decisions. And that is so awesome. But remember, remember this. Who gave you power to get wealth? Because you could uh, prosper. And you could get so much stuff that you forget it's God that gave you. So well, God didn't do this for me. I, I'll beg to differ. Where do you think you got your desires? Well, my mom and dad encouraged me or some teacher or some. No. God. God has been in your life from the beginning. God has inspired you. God has encouraged you. He has kept you. He is the one that giveth you power to get wealth. And of course, it goes beyond just having a nice house, a nice car, a big bank account. The great riches are heavenly, are they not? Lay up your treasure in heaven where moth and rust doth not corrupt, nor where a thief can break through and steal. Lay it up in heaven. But when your heart's in heaven and there's no thief stealing from you, and there's no moth or rust corrupting your heart, because that's what he said. Lay your treasure, because where your treasure is, Julie, your heart will be also. Huh? You lay it up in heaven, Nicole, and a thief can't break through and steal it. But all these things we talk about physically, they really can be taken away from us, can't they? Could a thief come in and steal your most prized, precious possessions? Huh? Hey, I better watch what I'm going to say here, but you can have an adulterer come in and, and steal a beautiful relationship. I'm not looking at anybody, I'm looking straight ahead. Come in is still a beautiful relationship that God has put together because they're a thief. And they don't care about a beautiful relationship that God has established. They care more about their own lust and what they want. Amen? So if we lay up our treasure in heaven, there will our heart be also. Now again, don't get me wrong. The fine things of life that you have here and, you know, getting to go and have fun, vacations and uh, cars and um, good food and all that, enjoy it. You enjoy it, but listen to this. listen to this closely. We're in Deuteronomy eight, Let me see. And we start off, he said he, to remember, remember? <laughs> verse 16, I want to get to 18, but look at verse 16, "Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not." Now hang on a second, if he's the bread of life, Michelle, and you need a word from God, Can he appear in your thoughts as the bread of life and you can eat and partake of that word and say now to him I know him as the bread of life and Yeah, sure it goes into the fact that there's a manifestation of image Julie and in the spirit You could see Jesus as the bread of life. You could see him as the good shepherd if he appears to you as a good shepherd What was his need? It was your need because you were lost didn't he come to the lost sheep of the house of Israel But didn't God send his son to seek and save that which was lost, Sharon? His need is your need. You need to be saved. You're the sheep of his pasture. He'll lead you beside still waters, Bryce. If you're thirsty, he that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. You could be in the spirit, in a dream, in a trance, and partaking of the fountain of life. And you say, he appeared to me. I know who I shall be. Because as he has appeared unto us, so is he, so are we, Julie. We inherit that testimony. We inherit that word. Remember 1 John 3 and 2, what did it say? Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. It it makes it sound like he doesn't know what he's going to be. But watch, he clarifies this. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. When he appears, when Jesus appears to you, then you're going to be like him. Does that mean you become the fountain of life? Does that mean you become the bread of life? Does that mean you become Walker, the good pastor? Does that also mean that every single one of us know Jesus a little differently because he's appeared to us a little differently? He said, I I appeared and I was known by Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as the God Almighty, as the Almighty. He said, but now I'm going to come to them as Jehovah, the Lord. And you tell Pharaoh, Julie, that I am. That's all he needs to know. I am has sent you. Why does he say I am, Walker? Because I am everything the word says that I am. Walker got so excited yesterday when I was sharing this with him. He's like, "I I should just let you testify, Walker. Go ahead. Tell him what you told me. Yeah, um, when yesterday when we had that conversation, it really changed my perception on the I am. Because before I didn't understand what that meant in the Bible. I thought it was just a, like a weird translation from Hebrew to English. <laughs> but that I am is showing you that whatever God appears to you as, that's the I am. That's how you know Jesus. That's how you know God. If he appears to you as a man, that's him to you. If he appears to you as a door, as a shepherd, as all of it, That's the I am. So even when you look at the Bible and you look at the story of Jesus, that should change your perception on Jesus because God is trying to reveal Himself as the I am, as Jesus to you. So that whole thing has just been that's good preaching, brother. So how does He appear to you? I am the Word that was with God in the beginning and was God and is God. I'm the Word, but did that Word, like we taught some time back. When I did the uh, sermon on that sun and the rays went out from there our God is a sun, every word that proceeds forth from God is a ray of light of Jesus Christ. And there's different parables. Walker named some, the door, he's the vine, he's a good shepherd. He he's the way, the truth and the life. If you don't know God and Jesus appears to you and he proclaims who his father is, can you say I am the way? I am the truth and I am the life because Jesus said no man can come unto the Father but by me. So is he showing you the way? It's more than that. Look what else he said. When he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. When you see him as he is, as he has appeared to you, Bryce, he is your Lord. Do you partake and be like him in that? 100%. 100%. Again, we start off basically knowing Jesus as a man. Do you know in 2 John 5, the disciples, as apostles now, said, Though we've known him after the flesh, now, after his death, after his burial, after his resurrection, and by the way, if you're dead, you know who you need to know Jesus as? I am the resurrection. That's what he told Martha, didn't he? So if God has brought you out of thoughts of death, did he appear to you as the I am, the resurrection? Huh? And what did he say you just have to do? Believe. Believe. I think there's a lot of testimonies we, as human beings, have forgot, have missed out on, have not kept dear to us of the I am. And I'm encouraging you to go back and remember and forget not back in Deuteronomy 8 verse 16 talking about Israel talking about God bringing them through the wilderness who fed thee in the wilderness with manna which thy fathers knew not that he might humble thee and that he might prove thee and to do thee good at thy latter end. so every time he appears to you is it to do you good Carrie huh and that's how it could be an appearing in thought Keith where you you hear a word from God and it works in, in your thought only. That could also be in the spirit, where God appears to you in a dream or in a vision and you begin to see him as he is. Huh? The first thing you realize is, Brittany, I see him as the word. Now there's many different distinctions of that word. Julie, when the Lord appeared to Moses in the burning bush, who did he appear as? Anybody can answer it. Huh? Who spoke out of the bush? Go read it. Who was in the bush? The angel of the Lord. I am the angel of the Lord to you, Moses. It was the voice of the Lord. So is the angel of the Lord the Lord? Can he appear to you as the angel of the Lord in a bush that burning but not consume? That's how Moses knew him, didn't he? Did he also know him as the Savior, as the deliverer, as the king? Huh? Now, I want to encourage you with something real quick. When you're reading your Bible, from now on, tell infinity if you want to say it that way. And you see an I am, like I'm preaching to you here today. Will you please get a hold of me and and let me hear what you just saw? And where you see uh, the the Lord saying, I am something, whatever it is, the vine, the branch. Because I'd love to talk to you about that as you see those things. Because it wasn't just in St. John. That he's the I am as a matter of fact it went all the way back the first time he said I am we read it was Exodus the third chapter so is he the same yesterday today and forever can you have the same testimony and partake of the Word of God like some of these individuals in the scripture have like Adam huh like uh, Seth Abel the prophets the kings the judges The apostles, the new church, and the saints, Tim, can you see things that John saw in the book of Revelation, and him appeared to you with eyes as a flame of fire? Huh? I've seen some of these things. That's why I'm preaching it to you like this. He's appeared to me like that. It started in thought. It went to image. It went to dream. It went to vision. It went to trance. And he has appeared. He appeared in the bush to Moses. Hmm? Now I'll finish up with this for this week. We got a whole lot more to say. Verse 17. And thou say in thine heart, he said he did this for these reasons to do you good at the latter end. He said, and thou say in thy heart, my power. Then nobody went to me with me to school to get my degree, huh? My power. I did all that work for that master's degree, huh, Bryce? Did you? Huh? Oh. <laughs> you did. You did, but you also had God in your heart you could believe in that was driving you, that's bringing desire. I know the things you have, you've earned, and they're yours. But I also want to encourage you that God has been in your life ever since you've been in existence to help you be who you are today. Is that fair enough? He didn't do like Lucky Charms and magically delicious, uh, put a thing down on you, and you know, like uh, a genie in the bottle. No, you worked hard. I get that, but let there's a little admonition here, and I'm, I'm going after this <laughs> because uh, verse seventeen. And thou say in thine heart, I'll tell you why I'm gonna go after it. I'm gonna tell you plainly. God's been showing me thing about the spirit of this world, and the spirit of this world is fervent in trying to steal you away from God. The spirit of this world puts you in bondage. It causes you to forget God. The the spirit of this world works so hard every single day. You can call it the man of sin. You can call it um, the son of perdition. You can call it the body of death. There's a spirit that works in the children of disobedience that is there to rock you to sleep ever so subtly, John, Johnny, slow. You don't even realize it sometimes, but it distracts you. And it gets your eyes off of God. And before you know it, you're stone cold, asleep, separated from God, forgot the word that God gave you, forgot Jesus himself. You say, well, I'll never forget Jesus. As a man, I believe you, but have you forgotten how he's appeared unto you? Come on, let's be honest one with another. You guys have the testimony he's your Savior. He's your Lord. He's your God. He's Jesus of Nazareth. Huh? Of he's the Prince of Peace. He's the Everlasting Father. He's Counselor, Mighty God. The branch, huh, Bryce? He's the child that was born, Carrie. And his name is Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. I uh, hopefully you're being encouraged here today, because I know I am hopefully it shows. But again, I'm gonna finish up with this. Verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. I didn't make these things up, I'm saying to you here today, folks. They're in the Bible, okay? I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that giveth you power to get wealth. I am the bread, Sharon. I am the, the rock that followed Israel that brought forth spiritual meat and spiritual drink. The fountain of life, Carrie. And there's a promise, Carrie. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled. He'll appear to you. And he'll sustain you, Carrie, just like he did those in the wilderness. And give you exactly what you need. To know him as he is that's very important you have needs but his need sharon is that you know him as he is and he's going to appear to you for that reason 18 but thou shalt remember the lord thy god for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day why did he give you power to get wealth to establish his covenant with abraham isaac and jacob To establish a covenant that he's made with you and I summer through our father Abraham through Jesus Christ himself Julie and we got to remember these things and it shall be if that now this is the uh, flip side to it this is probably where a lot of people like to just stop And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. As the nations which the Lord destroyeth before your face, so shall ye perish, because ye would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. Now I know when the anointing is talking to people, and I actually know the people I'm talking to when the word of God goes forth like this, and I've already prayed for you. I've already sought God on your behalf. Hear this word here today. See him as he is, how he will appear to you. Remember and forget not. Amen? Any questions? Sharon. I was thinking of the hypocrites, of, I was of the hypocrites and how the, he, how he appeared to them, or not, how he, they saw him. And they saw him as a wine-bibber. Or, the Pharisees. Yes. Yeah. To them, he was a winebibber. Right. He was far from being God. Okay. He was the opposite. And so anyway, I was just thinking of how he appeared or how other, how people see him as. Or. Do you know how that false witness came forth and said, you're a gluttonous man, you're a wine bibber. you're born of fornication? You know how, why they knew him like that? And I went into today, the spirit of this world. He told the Pharisees that said that about him, accused him of those things. You are of your father, the devil. And the lust your father you would do. He was a murderer from the beginning, he abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh, he speaketh a lie. Julie, he speaketh of his own. Those, Sharon, that's not the I am. Huh? That's his own. That's the devil's perception he wants to put in you about Jesus. Huh? I really but glad notice he- also, Sharon, they only knew him as a man. They didn't know him as the word. That was good. I'm glad you brought that in there. They did not know him as the word. They only knew him as a man, a gluttonous man, a man born of fornication, a, a man that drinks too much wine, a wine beber. Does that make sense, Sharon? Yeah, I'm really thankful that you said that because I was like, what would, the thought was, what would, what thought would see that? And then you just brought it out and you even use that in an illustration in your teaching that. Um, this the sorrow of this world, right? I mean, the similar. The spirit of this world, the spirit of this world does that to you. They accused him all the time, didn't he? Sometimes, because you got the word of God in you, it accuses you, right? It accuses me because he's the accuser of the brethren. Revelation twelve, he does it both day and night. I me tell you, the spirit of this world is very fervent in trying to blind your eyes and steal each and every one of us away from God. But the good shepherd watches and he knows when the thief cometh. Huh? He knows how to handle a wolf, Dathan. He knows how if his sheep fall into a pit to take that staff with that hook and get them out of that pit. He knows how to lead them beside the still waters, by, into green pastures, Jen. Huh? He knows that he can be that door, Carrie, so you can go out and you can come in. So how do you know Jesus here today? Be encouraged. That is, as much as I said the spirit of this world is there to steal you away, Jesus Christ, Linda, and the spirit of God is more fervent and loves you. You are the beloved. You are the son of God. And he is there to keep each and every one of us and protect us. All we have to do is be willing. Receive it and believe it. Make sense, Brittany? Receive it, believe it. And now we know him as he is. We'll talk a whole lot more about this next week, okay?